one of the things that life teaches the believer is to step away from God's benefits of their salvation. Because life sometimes is not fair. Sometimes it will do things, it will cause experience in your life that you have a dichotomy in your thinking. And the thinking is, I know God says this, but does he really do this? And we're going to answer that today in a specific subject. Um, and I, I want to uh, pray for uh, Israel, Pastor Israel Alasio, who is an assistant with the Spanish church. And he is speaking today because Pastor Angel is on vacation and in Mexico visiting family. And, and I just um, am so proud of you, Israel, uh, the word that comes from you, the anointing that is in you, the passion, the faithfulness, and the giving heart that you have. And I know that your wife uh, has, has been ill for uh, quite a while, for over a month, with a cough, and she doesn't want to come in and cough during the services. But, but I just thank you for who you are. And can you just um, receive the gift of God and I know you're here in the English service, but this afternoon, this man is going to proclaim the word of God. Can you receive him with gladness of his anointing? Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And also, uh, as we are standing here, uh, my brother is in town, my brother Larry. And uh, as you well know... Uh, we flew out to Michigan, and, and he had gone through some great physical difficulties, and he is doing well, uh, and we are believing and praying that 100% uh, of restoration in his body, and he's going he's gonna to be able to uh, go golfing and try to beat his brother again. <laughs> so <laughs> let's pray. Father, thank you for uh, Israel. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you that life-changing uh, just thoughts will be brought out of, of his mouth. As he proclaims the word of God, the blessing of the Lord will be all over him and the Spanish church. Thank you, Lord, for his life. Blessings to his wife, Anna, as she is healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for Larry, that he is healed in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you that the word is going to just absolutely transform our thinking. Change is at hand, and we're going to receive that today in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. God bless you as you are seated. Well, we had a great Christmas season all the way back to Thanksgiving <clears throat> and the reality of learning that we are givers. By the way, how is that giving working for you? I'm hearing such great response of people in their giving and, and uh, at work, giving at, at their home, giving in their marriage, giving at church, giving in their tithe and their finances. God is blessing you. You are doing great things for the kingdom of God. We then began to, the, to teach through the new year. And uh, Pastor Angel began the new year with you uh, as um, Terry and I were in Colorado. 
And, uh, but then we came back and we talked to you about the happy new you. We recognize that God has absolutely changed us. You and I are new this year. There is something very special. We are a healed church. We are a church that is now moving forward into amazing things. And so the beginning of the year, what I have done is I, I felt the Holy Spirit uh, asking me to talk to you about don't ever forget. Now that you're moving into this realm of, of this lifestyle of the kingdom of God, <clears throat> don't ever forget the benefits. We started with <clears throat> that you are forgiven. And now today, what we want to talk about is that you have healing. Life wants to manipulate your thoughts. And in manipulating your thoughts, it will give you a belief system that may even be true, but it's not the truth. True, certain things have happened in your life, but it's not the truth because the truth is the word of God. There is an enemy out there that wants you to believe something that is opposite of the truth. And so what happens is he brings things in your life where, where you become offended, where, where you don't give, where you become just angry at life, <clears throat> and then we begin to give excuses why God doesn't do what God said he would do. So we are in Psalm 103. Turn your Bible, get your iPad, whatever you use, and, and, and get to Psalm 103, and we're going to continue in teaching on this with David and what he was talking about to us about. Again, it is so good to see you. I love this time to be with the body of Christ. And Psalm 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Remember, your soul is your mind, your will, and emotions. When you become born again, your spirit is brand new. Your spirit is perfect. Actually, the Bible even says your spirit cannot sin, but it is your soul your flesh that sins. That's why 1 John 1.9 says that, that uh, you confess your sin and God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin. That's talking to the Christian. That's talking to the believer. That's not talking to the unbeliever. Forgiveness for the unbeliever is the original sin of the rejection of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ. When you receive Jesus Christ, you are born again. Your spirit is brand new, but you still have a battle with your soul. So what David is doing is he's literally speaking to his soul. He's talking to himself. Anyone ever do that? <laughs> you talk to yourself? And he's talking to himself, so let's, let's see what he says. Bless the Lord, O my soul, mind, will, and emotions, your flesh, and all that is within me, every aspect of my life, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, we covered that last week, and here's something real, who heals all your diseases. He says you are healed of all your diseases. Pastor, why am I sick? Thank you for asking that question, because I'm going to show you. 
This word healed is the Hebrew word rapha. Rapha is one of the names of God. You know, God has many names, and it's one of the names of God. In Exodus chapter 15, we see this same word, and let's read this. And said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. In other words, line up your life to the word of God. I will put none of these diseases on you, which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. For I am the Lord who heals you. The word heal is Rapha, but actually here it says Jehovah Rapha, saying the Lord who heals. God says here, my name is Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah is I am the Lord God. Rapha who heals. I am the Lord who heals. Or we can say I am healing. When you call on the Lord, you are calling on healing. You are calling on health. His name, who he is, is healing. So when you are in the presence of God, healing resides. Now follow. So the question is, why would God say one of his names is healing if he was going to stop healing one day? Many people teach, preach, that God doesn't heal today. That was for when he was on the earth, and he did that, and once in a while in the Old Testament, and then once in a while he'll do a miracle, but healing really is not for today, so don't believe for healing, because look what's happened in your life. Look at your experience. Doesn't your experience tell you that God doesn't heal? Some say we miss healing because we were not living in that time frame, that season that God healed. People say it's one of his names, but he doesn't do it anymore. I have something to say about that type of thinking, hogwash. Let me explain to you what hogwash, where that word or terminology came from. Hogs are messy, and they eat a lot, and they eliminate a lot. So when it's hogwash, it's talking about washing away a bunch of, you put the word in that. And I just want to say that that is a bunch of that hogwash that needs to be washed away from our heart. Psalm 103, verse 3, who heals all your diseases? The word diseases, it, it talks about maladies and or physical afflictions. This word is not spiritual afflictions. So don't spiritualize this word. The first part of this verse is spiritual. We talked about last week. Remember, who forgives all your iniquities, talking about your spiritual life. This part says, who heals all your diseases. So Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals, heals all your diseases today. That's what Scripture tells us. So my focus today is with a question. Here's the question. Why don't more people get healed? All you English majors, no, that's not a good sentence. 
But why don't more people get healed? I'm going to give you three reasons why people don't get healed. First, it makes a difference what you believe. If you don't believe healing is for today, it will affect you receiving healing today. If you believe that God is putting that on you for a reason to teach you and it's your lot in life, then it's going to be difficult for healing to manifest. And let me just tell you, your soul right now is crying out and saying, I don't want to hear this. Your soul is crying out and saying, Pastor, you saying I'm less spiritual? Remember, I just separated This healing is about a physical healing. It's not that you're not born again. It's not that you don't believe God, that he is God, he's your savior. The bottom line is life has dealt you dirty and you really feel that, that healing is not for today and what is going on, a malady or a physical disease in your body is God's will. And I'm telling you, hogwash. And I'm telling you, that's not what Scripture tells us. But because life directs us, our soul cries out and begins to overwhelm spiritual truth, we then begin to really spiritualize disease. If you believe the power of healing passed away, well, let me read verse 3 to you again. Who forgives all your iniquities who heals all your diseases. Church family, let me just ask you this. Which part is inspired by the Holy Spirit and which part is not? Which part is still for today and which part is not? Has the Lord shown you that he said this in verse three, but part of it, is for today, and part of it is not. He has shown you that, that God will heal your iniquities. He'll remove sin from you, but this disease thing, it's just a lot in life. It's because, and some of us are living our life thinking, I've done something wrong in my life, and that's why I'm facing what I'm facing. And I'm saying to you again, <laughs> hogwash. Amen? Get the picture of hogwash, the farmer with a big hose. So, which half of the verse passed away, but the other is still for today? See, you are going to have to make a choice. Do you believe the whole verse, or don't you? Pastor Dan, I didn't know it. I had a council meeting Wednesday night, and he taught Wednesday night. Guess what he taught on? Healing. And I didn't know that. He said it was the quietest congregation I've ever been in front of. Because he was was sharing truth, but it was literally jumping on everybody's soul. And the reality is, truth has to overcome what is true. That sounds so like, what? Truth 
has to overcome what is true. True, there is sickness in your body, but the truth is that Jehovah Rapha is our healer. We have a problem that we have become so sophisticated and don't believe in healing anymore. And, and I want to tell you, it's in every subject of the Bible. It's in, in healing, it's salvation. Some people believe uh, once saved, always saved. Okay, some people believe that only a few people are saved. All right, then you, then you go into the giving aspect. Some people believe in the, the tithe, some people don't believe in the tithe. But which part is not inspired in Scripture? When the Bible says it, which part is not inspired of the Holy Spirit? That was just a mistake. And I want to tell you, there is no mistake in Scripture. So follow me now. We have allowed our minds, our soul, to talk us out of believing that God is our healer, Jehovah Rapha. See, do you believe God wants to heal you? That's very important. Do you believe in this? Does God want you sick? The Bible says that he, he does not put any evil. He doesn't do anything evil. How many of you think sickness is evil? How many of you think cancer is evil? See, people come up with reasons why God wants them sick. Yet the Bible clearly tells us God wants us well because it's one of his names. Watch this. It's who he is. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God does not change because life changes. Life changes with me. I am 62 years old, and life has changed through the years. But true, these things went on in my life, but the truth never changes. Jehovah Rapha is my healer. So which part of this verse do you want? Who forgives all your iniquities? Anybody want him to forgive all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Which one do you want? You want that? Okay. So do you want half or do you want all? I'm telling you that God has said, this is who I am. <clears throat> I cannot do anything opposite of who I am. God cannot do things that's opposite of who he is. He is who he is, and he does and he says who he is. Now, we want forgiveness, yes. Well, some people, you want healing? No. I'll just stay fit. I don't need healing. <laughs> Isaiah 33, 24, uh, the word, there's a word in here, it's called inhabitant, and it's literally talking about Zion, or Old Testament, New Testament is talking about the church. So when you read this inhabitant, it's actually talking about you. So, and the inhabitant will not say, I am sick. The people who dwell in it will be forgiven their iniquity. Notice again, forgiveness and healing is in the same verse. Every time it talks about God, it talks about God as our Savior, Redeemer, and as our healer. Isaiah 53, 5. Last week we read this. But he, he was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities. How many of you believe he was wounded for our transgressions? 
Amen? Oh, yeah. Salvation. Believe that. He was bruised for our iniquities. How many of you believe this one? Amen. Verse 5. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. Do you believe that part of the verse? All right. But it also says, and by his stripes we are healed. Do you believe that? Now, I want to tell you, I'm saying, do you believe that? And I know because I face the same argument in my soul. I face the same thing, folks. And the same thing is, is when, when I go out and I eat something bad or I'm laying in bed all night long with pain in my stomach, I'm saying I'm healed. But I'll tell you what, at that moment, Amen. Some of you have had disease for years. And some churches have literally looked down their nose at you trying to teach the Word of God. God's not looking down his nose. I'm not looking down my nose. I'm looking up to the Lord and saying, thank you, God, that my sister and brother is healed. And I don't point my finger and say, well, how long have you had this? Well, where's your faith? Well, keep listening to me because I'm going to start kicking that ugly stuff, religious stuff out of our brains, and we're going to start loving people. And when we walk by, the presence of God will be in our lives, and people will be healed because we hug them. Because the presence of the Lord is in the love of God that we are giving to one another. So I am not teaching here today, pointing my finger at you and saying, how come you're sick? I am pointing my finger at the devil and saying, you are a stinking liar, and my brother and sister are healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So that's where I'm coming from, and guess what? Where I'm coming from is where God's coming from, because I've learned from him. Hmm. The word healed there in that verse, and by his stripes we are healed, is the word rapha, the same word. God is healing. So we are healed not of spiritual things only being born again, but physical things as well. Verse 5 has spiritual and physical healing in the same verse. Why is that? Because that's who God is. That's the God that you serve. Now, God put this in the New Testament also because some people get hung up that it's in the Old Testament, not in the New Testament. I want to say to you, hogwash, because it's in the New Testament. 1 Peter 2, 24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. How many of you believe Jesus bore our sins on the cross? Amen. Well, let's continue the verse. By whose stripes you were healed. Now, there's a slight difference in this scripture, the same word, you know, basically, Rapha is talking about God who, who is healing. If you serve God, you serve a God who is, his personality, who he is, is healing. But there's a difference between what Isaiah and Peter said. Isaiah, he was looking forward to the cross, said, by his stripes you are healed. Peter is after the cross, looking back at the cross, by his stripes you were healed. So in other words, well, you know, when Jesus was there and, and he went to the cross and there was healing there because we've got all those miracles in the Bible, after that, you know, healing stopped. 
Because that's just trying to show God was there. Well, no. Peter's telling us that it's also past tense. It's also now for today. That we are a people that can walk in healing, but it's what you believe. Jesus took physical stripes on his back so we could have healing. On the cross, he paid for our sins, and on the cross, he took physical stripes on his back for our physical healing. So if you want to just really love what the cross is all about, then 50% is salvation and 50% is healing. Which one is for today and which one is not? I want to tell you, they're both for today. Well, go back to Isaiah. Isaiah 53, verse 4 says, Surely, or it's for sure, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. The word griefs is translated sicknesses. The word sorrows is translated infirmities. So it's saying he borne our sicknesses and he carried away our infirmities. And if you don't believe that, well, in Matthew 8... In Matthew 8, it is stated, watch this, verse 16, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah. He's quoting Isaiah, but he's using the words that it's translated into. Isaiah the prophet saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So the reality is that we must understand it's Old Testament, New Testament. It's Old Testament, Gospels, New Testament. After Revelations was written, it is for today. By the way, if you're sick, it is grief and it is sorrow, isn't it? Sickness gives us a lot of grief. The question I ask some, if Jesus bore sicknesses, then why do you want to bear them? It's not a gold medal on our chest. It's not spiritual to be sick. And some would say, you know, you are so spiritual because you handle, no, you are spiritual because you've told your soul, don't you allow this sickness to get you angry, to get you mean, to get you grumpy, to get you all this, but you, you are walking as a spiritual being, but the reality is, it's not spiritual. You know why you're spiritual? Because you have the presence of God living inside your spirit. Hmm. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So why should we bear them? Church, it makes a difference what you believe. Well, let me give you a definition of atonement. You ever heard that word, atonement? I believe Scripture tells us healing is part of the atonement. Atonement, watch this. I'm going to explain it this way. We're not going to go deep into this. Atonement means at one with at one with, or it has made us at one with him, with God, at one with. So the question, can sin or sickness 
be one with God? No. He is the Redeemer, and He is healing. So sickness and sin cannot be at one with God. So in this, it can't be at one with God, so sickness or sin cannot come from God. So he doesn't put this sickness on you to teach you something. He doesn't put this sickness on you uh, to show you something or to, or to steer you around. What he does is he says, come to me, I am your redeemer and I am your healer. Believe in me. The truth is, you're sick. The truth is, you're healed. Follow me. See, Pastor Dan, that's when people get quiet when you say stuff like that. The question is, can sin or sickness again be one at God? And we find out the answer is no. So here's the second reason why some are not healed. It makes a difference where you place your trust. It makes a difference where you place your trust. Let me show you a story. I know it's in the Old Testament, but there are a lot of good stories in the Old Testament. 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 12, we're going to begin, and it speaks of Asa. Now, Asa, let's read what happens. And in the 39th year of Asa's reign, Asa became diseased in his feet, and his malady was severe. Yet in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but the physicians. So Asa rested with his fathers. He died in the 41st year of his reign. So with what was stated right there, why did Asa die? And people go, oh, 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 I know, I know, because he went to doctors. No, no. People teach, don't go to doctors. Hogwash. Doctors are good. Laughter doeth good like medicine. We believe that doctors are good. We have doctors in our our congregation. We believe in doctors, we go to them. The answer is specific. Asa did not seek the Lord. Who do you trust in? I trust in doctors. But uh, the truth is, I trust in my God, because why? He's my healer. Who created the medicine? Well, a pharmaceutical company. No. God gave that wisdom and gave that ability for medicine. Can man abuse it? Absolutely. But you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So for people to believe You know, don't go to doctors. I'm telling you, what's the word? Hogwash. All right? It stinks. That thinking is stinking. The answer, again, is specific. Asa did not seek the Lord. Put your trust in the Lord. Also, do everything possible but your trust is in God, and God may say to you, do something, stop eating something, stop whatever he says to you, but you trust in him, but do everything possible. I thank the Lord for doctors. I thank the Lord for medicine. I thank the Lord for seatbelts. Are you getting it? 
Why? Because I don't want to be thrown through my windshield. I thank the Lord for working out. Why? Because if you sit on a couch eating pretzels and drinking soda every day, you're not going to feel good after a while. I thank God for sleep. We used to have a guy here, just a wonderful man. I loved him and great minister, and God did great things through him. But he said, I have conquered sleep. I said, no, you haven't. You haven't conquered sleep. He said, yeah, I just get up and I just, I said, you need to sleep. You need to rest. You know, it's so amazing how people, you know, they, they get into this and, and they start, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just anointed different than everybody else and I don't need sleep. No, God promises rest. Sabbath. Spend some time in that. But my trust is placed on the atonement. Healing is for today. That's where my trust is. I go to him. Do I go to doctors after I go to? Yes, I'll go to doctors. Yes, uh, I take supplements. I take vitamins. I do things because I work hard. At times, I am under, watch this, I'm under, could be under intense stress with situations in people's lives because I care for people. I don't care as I worry, but I care for people and I really get into a place where I, I feel what other people feel and it hurts when people lose their loved ones. You know, you just lost your father. And when you texted me and we talked, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart and she's sitting here and the funeral's going to be in a week, and, and Joel, you know, just lost your mother. And, and, and the, the reality, we face situations in our life, but you got to understand that God has given us these wonderful gifts on this earth of, of all kinds of things that can help, but your trust must be in your God because your God not only is your Redeemer, but he's your healer. Are you following me with this? And if you feel offended or you feel like I am talking down to you, I want to say, what's the word? Hogwash. Thank you. I'm not doing that. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get you to the place to understand God just loves you. I do too. And I want you well. I want you well. I want your life to be so amazing, even in the midst of this world. And by the way, prayer is back in the schools. Amen? Praise the Lord. We are not again against medicine, but it matters that our trust is in the Lord. The church must stop walking in pride because God resists the proud. I have great belief in my God, but for me, to come against medicine, to come against doctors, that's pride and it's wrong. Can you go overboard with that? Absolutely. What do we have in our world? We have people that are, that are hooked on medicine because they put their trust in medicine. They didn't put their trust in God. See, you see it on TV. Children die because parents don't believe in doctors. That's pride. Some say, God, I'm not going to the doctor now. 
you have to heal me, that's manipulation. Are you following me? That's manipulation. Okay, God, I'm, I, you know, I, I know you're my protector, so I'm going to walk across the, the 405 freeway. And you've got to protect me. Hogwash, you're going to die. By the way, I do funerals. Anyways. Do everything you can, but put your trust in God. He is your healer. Trust also is a word of faith. We are faith people. Mark 10, 52 says, Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Luke 17, look on the screen here. Verse 19, and he said to him, arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. Acts 14, verse 8 through 10. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking, Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet, and he leaped, and he walked. Think of it, a guy that had never walked before. And now he's leaping. Let me say this. It's not faith in faith. I'm going to say it again. It's not faith in faith. It's not even faith in being healed. It's faith in who God is. He is your healer, Jehovah Rapha. Pastor Dan, Pastor Ryan's written songs from worship, you name it. What we're hearing is the presence of God. Be still and know God. To, to get into that realm of your life that God is who he says he is. Find out who he is, but find out intimately. Don't just find out because some book you read. Don't just find out because once in a while you journal with the guys. By the way, you should journal with the guys. You, you find out because when you find out who he really is and you're in his presence, you will understand he is your redeemer and he is your healer. Hebrews 11:6 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. You see that? Where your faith is focused on? Must believe that he is. Who is he? And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Well, let me give you the third reason now. There is a difference between fact and truth. There is a difference between fact and truth. Luke 8, verse 41 and 42 says, and behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter about 12 years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Now think of it this way. If your 12-year-old was going to die, would you want to believe God and get God to heal her? Of course you would. 
She was sick, 12 years, 12 years old. Now, a woman, verse 43, having a flow of blood for 12 years, notice 12-year-old daughter for this guy, and this woman had the issue of blood for 12 years, who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by many. So this woman now has been sick since this little girl was alive. Mark 5 says she grew worse by what? <laughs> by what physicians were doing. See, don't go to doctors. That's not what the Bible says. True, some of the things that doctors were doing were making her worse. But the truth is that doctors are gifts, to, gifts of God. Are you following this? Because religion has killed so many people, and religion has kept so many people sick. We're talking about a relationship with Jehovah Rapha, who is our healer. Hmm. Verse 44. And could not be healed by any came from behind and touched the border of his garment and immediately her flow of blood stopped. Who touched who? She touched Jesus or just his robe or the border of his robe. Let me tell you, that's faith. That's faith. People say, we need a touch from Jesus. My question, who among us is persistent enough to touch him? But I need a touch from Jesus. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he's a healer. Not because, watch this, not because you have made a big mistake in your life in the past, you've sinned in your past, you've done something dirty, you've been in jail, now you're out of jail, you've changed your life, you've done all these different things, and now what we're doing, well, you know, I know I'm just paying for my past. No, you're not. Jesus paid for your past. Jesus paid for your past. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if I really know who Jesus is, then what I'm going to do, I want to touch him every single day. Don't you? Don't you want to just have that intimacy with God and, and to know who he is? And by knowing who he is, you walk in that realm of love and intimacy with him. <laughs> I remember I was playing uh, uh, football um, years ago, we had every guy that was married and all the guys that were single went over to the school over here, and we played flag football. Well, it was half flag, half tackle. Because <laughs> the singles were all younger and the marrieds were a little bit older. And uh, for five years straight, the marrieds always won. But uh, the last year that I played, I, I was playing quarterback, and actually it was a kickoff, and I ran around, and uh, one of my own guys was running around to block someone that was trying to chase me down, and uh, his knee met mine, and my knee lost. 
And so I blew out my knee. And the, the tendon that goes over your kneecap snapped in half. So I went down, and as good Christian brothers, they picked me up, carried me, threw me on the side, and kept playing. <laughs> Love you, Pastor. Yeah. So, praise God, I had a, a man in the church that was so compassionate, Brother Ben, threw me in the back of his truck and took me to the hospital. <laughs> and, uh, and so, um, I had surgery, and as I was going to surgery, probably maybe I, because I was getting gassed up or whatever, and I like to joke around, and uh, so I said, well, do a good job, uh, doctor, and fix me up. He said, well, aren't you a pastor? Can't you fix yourself? No. <laughs> no. And, and, uh, and, and listen to his name. His name was Dr. Hack. So, so he hacked around on my knee. <laughs> I just laughed. And, uh, but then the Holy Spirit said, <clears throat> He's right. He's right. You know how I fixed myself? I put my whole trust in my God. Amen. Now, did I go to the doctors? Did they have surgery? Did they tie it up? Yes, they did. Did I go through rehab? Did I preach it up here? I'm like this <laughs> with a, a hard cast all the way up to my hip. But the, the reality is is we have to understand that our trust has to be in our God. So Jesus said, somebody touched me, for I perceive power going out from me. Isn't that good? I receive power going out from me. Verse 47, now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. I'm saying to you, go in peace, church. Touch God. Look what happens, verse 49. By the way, you don't trouble Jesus when you touch him. He wants you to. While he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, do not be afraid, only believe, and she will be made well. True, she was dead. The truth, God was going to heal her. When he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John, and the father and the mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned by her, but he said, Do not weep, she is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead. Right there at the bedside, they were ridiculing Jesus. How many times, Pastor Ryan, Pastor Dan, Pastor Ben, how many times have we been ridiculed for speaking truth? Because true, something has happened or something was happening or something's been happening for a long time. But they ask a question and we speak the truth, the word of God, 
and were ridiculed for speaking truth. Can I ask you, as a congregation, these are, these are people, they're emotional, their soul is crying out, they're hurting, their daughter is true, dead, but Jesus spoke the truth, but they could only believe what was true. What's true right now, your marriage might be falling apart, but what the truth is, God has an answer for that. If you touch you and your wife, you and your husband, touch Jesus and get in agreement with his way. What's true is that your children might be running astray. Your children, you might have a child in jail. And you think your child will never change. True, your child looks like he will never, she will never change. But the truth is, is my Redeemer changes lives. He's not only the Redeemer, he's also your healer. What's true, people have hurt you. But the truth is, is don't choose to be offended. Because if you choose not to be offended, God will turn that around. It might not be a month, might not be six months, it might be five years. But the truth sets you free, not what is true. Did you hear that? The truth sets you free, not what is true. And that's where we as a church, that's why we constantly say, journal, get in the Word of God. That's why we say fast. That's why we say go to the Bible studies, the women, the men's, the men's breakfasts, all the things that we do, uh, OSL. That's why we say go to the ignition table with the, the Scripture. Why? Because every time you go to every one of those things, the truth is thrown at you. But you've come in with things that are true. You've come into this sanctuary with things that are true in your life. You've come in with, with a bad past. But I'm looking at you and saying, hey, you've confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The truth is you've been set free from the penalty of that sin because the Bible says that Jesus paid that. Amen. And, and we have to get to that place of recognizing all of this. So, there is a difference between fact and truth. The fact was she was dead, but the truth was she was sleeping. Jesus in another scripture said, I am the truth. So the truth, Jesus, shows up on the scene, and when the doctor gives you the facts, you need to go to God and find out what the truth is. Jesus is the truth. The doctors will give you the facts. They're good. They're good at what they do. Yeah, sometimes they practice, but they're good at what they do. And when they say something, they're telling you what's true, but the truth sets you free. The Word of God, by Jesus' stripes, you are and were healed. Jesus, our God, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, they are the healer. That's who they are. They are the redemption. That's who they are. You have to recognize is that God is that. Is he's nothing other than that. He cannot back away from healing. It is on our responsibility. 
The facts are the woman went to all the doctors and got worse. The truth is she needed to touch Jesus because her focus was on the doctors. Her trust was on the doctors. Faith is not denying the facts. Faith is believing the truth. Let me just say it this way. Don't tell me you're not sick when you have snot running out of your nose. Now, there is a lifestyle of watching what you say. That you speak those things, but you have to recognize, you know, no, no, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm totally well. You know, it's just swinging back and forth out of your nose. The reality is, true, that's there, but the truth is, you are the healed. Amen? Are you seeing what the Bible's telling us here? And what man has come in, and man has so uh, destroyed truth, and only given you what in their thoughts are true. And because we, our faith is only in man's thoughts of what is true, then healing is not manifesting the way it should in the body of Christ. So can I say to you, as your pastor, let's begin today in a greater realm of every single day of our life, touch the Lord. And let's say to ourselves, healing is for today. And so when people walk up for healing, they've been up here a hundred times, don't you dare look down your nose at people. Well, look at them again. There they go. They're, they're going to get prayed for again. Well, what's wrong with them? Where's their faith? What's... Stop. That is from the pit of hell. And bottom line, if we think that way, what's the word? It's a bunch of hogwash. So let's begin to be washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. You know, honey, I just wanted to encourage everyone, too, that even when you go to a doctor and they prescribe something to you, for you, for whatever, you know, you have to pray over that, too. Because, you know, sometimes medicine doesn't work, right? Have you ever taken something? Even when Roy went, we prayed over the chemo would work in his body and do what it intended to do to kill the evil cells, right? But everything else would not be harmed and would be restored. So even whatever you're dealing with, you need to pray over that because doctors come up with stuff, but you still, like he said, we have to go to the Lord with everything and bring everything to him and pray over it so that it works the way it's supposed to, right? Because sometimes the enemy can come in and even the stuff you're, you're trusting in, even those vitamins, right? <laughs> or those things that help you. I shouldn't help you sleep. Anyway, you don't take that. Um, Melatonin. You, you sleep really good. Yeah, I do. Why is that? Why is it making, you know? <laughs> anyway, so I just want to encourage you. Everything we do, we trust the Lord and we put our faith in him even what the doctors give us. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, honey. By the way, the 12-year-old lived. The truth is God is a healer. Amen. <laughs> Roy, when we prayed, we even prayed that 
the hair that he had left wouldn't leave. And it hasn't left. Amen. Johnny, every single time you come in my office for five seconds, ten seconds, we believe, no cancer. Amen. We're going to get that totally done. Your sister is pointing at you now. Get it done, right? <laughs> Amen. Isn't God good? I'm so proud of who you are, what you're doing, what you're accomplishing. In Jesus' name, breast cancer has no place in your body. Amen. Jesus' name, diabetes has no place in your body. Hallelujah. You are the heal waiting to happen, but God is already your healer. Let peace resound. China, let peace. Joel, let peace resound in your spirit. Walk in that anointing. Walk in that peace that God has called you to. Father, thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You rule and reign. True? What's going on? Yeah, it's going on. But the truth, Jesus, you are a healer. And we choose to walk in that and do nothing to hinder the touch that we have of touching your hand. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>